The reading is from Matthew chapter 13, beginning at verse 24. This is the parable of the weeds and the wheat. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, the enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and slipped away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seeds in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may root up the wheat with them. Let them both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. Then gather the wheat and bring them into my barn. Here ends the reading. Odd parable, I think. What kind of farmer is this? A foolish one. What kind of parable is this? A parable reminding the human community to let God be God, to let God do God's work. A parable in which the writer of the Gospel of Matthew enjoys clear-cut divisions and distinctions. Night and day, good and evil, heaven and hell. About this parable, I must honestly tell you, I think this is a very foolish farmer. Confused, perhaps even stupid. At least according to my standards. What kind of farmer lets weeds grow alongside the wheat? What kind of farmer will go through an entire growing season and not pick weed one? What kind of farmer will turn to the harvesters, the servants of the field, and say, do not pick a single weed. We'll wait for the day of harvest. What kind of farmer does that? foolish one, by my standards. What kind of parable is this? This parable is rightly placed into the category of the parables of the kingdom, where the economy of God's kingdom is neatly separated between competing seemingly equal forces, good and evil, good seed, bad seed, night and day, right actions opposed by the diabolical actions of the enemy, the evil one. To be sure, the parable of the kingdom contains good and evil. The work of the sower is God. God sows good seed. The job of the seed, grow up. The diabolical one sows at night when the servants are sleeping in the cover of darkness. And the seed sown by the diabolical one is an imposter seed, an evil twin. The seed looks like, acts like, grows like 
the kingdom seed, but these are not kingdom seeds. These are the Darnell seeds, which grow just like wheat, but at harvest time, the Darnell seed, if it makes an appearance in the bread, will cause illness to those that eat it, which will lead to dehydration, and if you don't pay attention, it will be followed by death. We get a glimpse in this parable of the over-anxious servants who go to the farmer and will tell the farmer how to do the farmer's business. Let us weed the field, they say. To which the farmer replies, leave it alone. Let them grow side by side. If you try to pull out the weeds, know that the Darnell roots are designed to wrap around the roots of the wheat. And if you pull the weed, the wheat comes with it, which means you'll destroy the crop. Leave them alone. Let them grow side by side. I'm wired to pull out weeds. Leaving in them in the ground to grow and flourish, well, that's just plain bad gardening. If there's a tool to purchase to help me weed, I've purchased it. If there are toxins to throw on weeds to eradicate them, they are in my yard. My apologies to Mother Earth. But I have no place for weeds in my lawn or my garden. They serve as an irritant to me. I'm not paying attention to the garden if I have weeds. I also confess that distinguishing between what is wheat and weed is not an easy task for me, which means I've pulled out my fair share of both. A favorite weed story of mine early in our married life. Melissa and I thought we had certain floral decorating skills. How tough could this be? We looked at a couple of magazines. We can do that. And so we were volunteered to create the centerpieces for a very special occasion. Melissa's sister, Kathy, was graduating from the University of Washington Medical School. Simultaneously, Kathy's husband, Bob, was graduating from law school, Seattle University. The reception for these graduations would be a fine salmon dinner at Ray's Boathouse, overlooking the Puget Sound Olympic Mountains in the backdrop. A lovely spot. Melissa and I set forth about gathering flowers from the yard. We purchased a few from the store. We then made the arrangements. Mums, daisies, baby, baby's breath, Queen Anne's lace interspersed with a leafy light green filler topped with a little black design. A wonderful accent to these table arrangements. As we completed the task, the non-Seattle natives oohed and awed at what we'd had accomplished. Where did you learn to do this, they said. 
Yeah, we looked at a couple of magazines. The Seattle natives, well, that was another story. Kathy entered the kitchen where we were finishing our task. She feigned a little passing curiosity, being kind as all of the Maxwell women are. She said, where did you get all those flowers? Well, we purchased few from the store, but the rest we gathered from your yard. Really, she said. And then she could contain herself no longer and burst into great laughter. You can't use those. They're weeds. We can't have weeds as centerpieces. Of course, Melissa and I, with all of our biblical and theological background, then stepped forward and said, well, there are weeds and wheat in the kingdom of God, and God allows them to grow side by side, and there is beauty in both of them. Okay, she said, we'll have Bob decide. Bob, the newest member of the legal side of the world, it's important to know that Bob does not engage in small talk. He walked into the room, immediately started laughing. Are you kidding? Weeds on the table? I don't think so. Clearly, I could not tell weeds from wheat. So, what do weeds and wheat have to do with the ending of an academic season? A couple of thoughts. Imagine if on day one of your first year seminar class, the professor looked at you and said, you're weed, you don't have what it takes, you're out. Imagine if the guiding principle and deeply held value at CLU was to literally weed out the losers and only focus on the winners. Imagine if you were possessed with the idea that your role in the kingdom of God was to not become a weed. Blessed be the name of God, who does not allow me to predetermine who is wheat and weed among us. The divine sweetness of this parable rests in letting God be God. The seed will grow. That's what seeds do. There is good and there is evil. There will be weeds. The weeds and the wheat will be gathered. It's God's economy. And in between growth and harvest, give judgment a rest. God does not share our appetite for a pure crop, an efficient operation, a neat and tidy field. God wishes growth, abundant growth. So instead, lean into the gracious forgiveness of God, held by God's embrace of love. Rest in mercy and peace, 
serving one another with those good gifts and do what you were designed to do. You were planted to grow. Amen.